0: Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm China. Today is the 13th day of November. It is so great to be here with you today. Great to be back here with you this week, reading the Word of the Lord with you. Whew. So today we are picking up in some pretty intense reading. Um, I just, man... It's like, these are necessary things to read. This is why we believe what we believe. This is the foundation of our faith, right? But I just, I don't enjoy reading them. Um, But let's center our hearts around the word of the Lord and let's stay present with our story and um, staying present in the fact that our Lord and Jesus, our, our savior, Jesus, the friend that we have really gotten to know and love. And I mean, anytime I read the gospels, I feel closer. I feel more like drawn to the Lord to to Jesus. And and so I hate reading these parts, but I know that they're necessary and obviously there's a great deal of value. So let us continue. We're in the book of Luke with chapter 23 and the book of John with chapters 18 through 19. This week, we are in the New International Version. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment to taxes, of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You've said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and he has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. For when he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who is inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence, and I have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, Away with this man, release Barabbas to us. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city, and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again. They kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time, he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I had found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished, and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others, let him save himself if he is God's messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him, Aren't you the messiah? It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, "'Father, into your hands I commit my spirit.' When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, "'Surely this was a righteous man.' When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, They beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. and he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was the preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The woman who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. John 18 through 19 When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side there was a garden and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas who betrayed him knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, "'Who is it that you want?' "'Jesus of Nazareth,' they replied. "'I am he,' Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, "'I am he,' they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, "'Who is it that you want?' "'Jesus of Nazareth,' they said. Jesus answered, "'I told you that I am he.'" If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him, and brought him first to Anas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus, because this disciple was known to the high priest. He went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard, but Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple, who was known to the high priest, came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty there, and brought Peter in. "'You aren't one of this man's disciples too, are you?' she asked Peter. He replied, "'I am not.' It was cold, and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter was also standing with them, warming himself. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I have always taught in synagogues or at the temple, where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest, he demanded. If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Then Anas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was standing there warming himself. So they asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him, Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiphas, the palace of the Roman governor. By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. The so Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. The Pilate said, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back in, inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? "My I a Jew? Pilate replied. Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. With this, he went out again to the Jews gathered there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him, but it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. And Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me, Pilate said. Don't you realize I have the power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha, where they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, But the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said, They divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. His mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk by the, of the hyssop plant and lifted it up to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, he said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath because the Jewish leaders did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath. They asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus and then those of the other. When they came to Jesus and found that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you may also believe. These things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the other they have pierced. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who had earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus's body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices and strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had ever been laid, because it was the Jewish day of preparation. And since the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Could you imagine carrying the lifeless body of Jesus? could you imagine asking for his body so that you could give him a proper burial and having to pull the nail like having to take the cross down having to pull the nails out of his hands and his feet having to look at his swollen and beaten bloody bruised body knowing that he is dead knowing that touching a dead man makes you unclean and they grab him and take him to be buried but first they are preparing his body with spices and with oils and wrapping him in strips of linen I've never really sat and thought about that site and I think that one gets me the most. I can't even imagine, I can't even like, picture that. And then trying to come to terms with, like there was a great crowd who saw Jesus die, who would have heard him call out and say, Father forgive them. My God, my God, why would, why have you forsaken me? There would have been a great scramble after, you know, an earthquake happened. The sky goes black. There's a, an earthquake. The, the temple has fallen. The veil has torn in two. That would have sent people running. And then those who would have stayed would have probably slowly trickled out or maybe all at once i'm not sure but it says that john would have been the one to care for mary probably like picking her up and helping her walk home and then we see joseph with nicodemus's help he is the last one that gets to see jesus's body he's the last one that gets to touch his body and he puts it into the tomb and then there's this notice that hey, because Jesus was saying that he's going to raise in three days, the disciples may try to take his body and so there's an ordinance for a stone to be put over there. we haven't read that um, in any of these gospels just yet, but that's the story that's what happens and Gosh, that is so hard to process. It's hard to read. It's hard to, because like when you read, you, it's just natural, like that you start to picture what you're reading and, oof, it's, it's heavy. So, Jesus, I thank you. Gosh, that doesn't even feel like enough. That doesn't even feel. Worthy words to share our gratitude or what's kind of being brought up in our hearts. But Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your body that was broken and shed for us, so that we would be reconciled back to the Father, your Father. And I thank you that you were willing, that even when you prayed, Lord, could this cup pass for me and He ultimately said, no, I thank you that you did it anyways. Thank you that you, your obedience led you to the cross and man, I'm just so grateful for that. Jesus, I pray that your life would, the words of your life, the scriptures, the writings, the readings of your word would just continue to captivate your people and bring them in closer. And I thank you, Jesus, that you were willing and you were able. And I thank you for where we are in this story. And it is in your name we pray. Amen. Were you
1: there when they crucified my?